welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. Promo code A2Z Sports gets you in on all the action. I'll tell you about a great offer that DraftKings Sportsbook has for you later on. Promo code A to Z Sports in the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Of course, the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage, the official real estate agent of the Tennessee Titans, the Nashville Predators, and A to Z Sports Primetime. Your dream address without the stress is what the Ashton team offers to you at Gary Ashton. Brimac Mechanical is where you go for satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brimac.com. And you know that the place to go for your new or pre-owned vehicle with the best car buying experience around is Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So, I uh, We bumped the primetime show up. I literally, at about five minutes before we popped this broadcast on, I've literally just landed off my plane from Houston, where, of course, I was in uh, Houston for the Titans game against the Texans. Titans obviously came out victorious, 28-25, to and in doing so, secured the top spot in the AFC, as you know, secured a first-round bye and 12 wins on the regular season. So all of this is fantastic, and it will have major playoff implications that we'll talk about, of course, as the week wears on. There's a lot of time between now and the next time that the Tennessee Titans take the football field to discuss that at great length. But what comes up as a part of this conversation, given the team's success, is the conversation around coach of the year, specifically because no Derrick Henry, no A.J. Brown, no Julio Jones, Um, Ryan Tannehill having all of those pieces and parts missing affecting his performance. There isn't another postseason award or not a postseason award, not not another regular season award that anybody on the Titans would qualify for outside of Pro Bowl. And whenever the all-pro voting comes down, we can have a larger discussion about who deserves it and who got snubbed at some point. But with Coach of the Year, There are a lot of impressive things that Mike Vrabel has done to deserve consideration, rightfully so. But I was reading The Athletic this morning before I started the radio show. Actually, after the radio show, I was was sitting in the the Houston airport um, at about 4.30 before I hopped on my plane and got home just in time to do an early edition of primetime with about 32 minutes to spare before this national championship game kicks off. And I was reading an article by uh, Shiel Kapadia, who I really, really enjoy, who's one of the smartest covering the league as a whole. And Shiel had put together his list of regular season awards for MVP, for Offensive Player of the Year, for Defensive Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year, so on and so, so forth as it goes. And when I got to Coach of the Year at the bottom of it, Shiel made a case for Matt LaFleur and a different case for Matt LaFleur than any that I had read, which really uh, uh, perked up my uh, perked up my intrigue, or that's the wrong, that's not grammatically correct way to say it. It just, it got me intrigued about Matt LaFleur's legitimacy as a coach of the year. You know, once you get past Zach Taylor and Mike McCarthy for however long that lasted with the Cowboys, 
making the postseason. They should make the postseason given that collection of talent. You know, there's a lot of different ways that you could look at this, but ultimately it comes down to two men. And you'll hear from Mike Vrabel about this later on in the show. So I want to ask you, and listen, be objective if you can. Um, If not, I understand. You want to go for your guy. But who is the NFL coach of the year? Is it Mike Vrabel or Matt LaFleur? Those are the only two options that I will accept. And I'd be curious to see how many of you think that there is legitimacy outside of just Mike because Mike has earned it. But I will tell you that I believe Matt LaFleur makes a very, very strong case. We will discuss these things together over the course of this evening's show right after I tell you about the people who present the Two Rivers Ford Take. That, of course is Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford has the Built For You program, which, if you're not familiar, it's such a great thing that they offer you, along with the non-commissioned sales staff that puts zero pressure on you throughout the course of the car buying experience and all of the great quality American-made Ford vehicles that Two Rivers Ford has to offer. Very, very reliable, very, very dependable, and trustworthy doing business in Middle Tennessee For nearly 40 years, 1983 is when Two Rivers Ford began working in this community, and they have done business with honesty and integrity ever since then. With great offers and great programs like the Build For You program, which allows you to pick any Ford vehicle, any color, with any customizable accessories, allows you to get the vehicle delivered directly to your door after it is built for you. That's exactly it's, it sounds exactly like what it is. They will build you the vehicle of your choice, and they will deliver it to you. It's the Amazon experience at Two Rivers Ford. Everybody likes convenience, and everybody likes personal effects. Two Rivers Ford combines both of those things along with their award-winning customer service to get that done for you. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So we're going to make the case for both. I'll make the case for both legitimate NFL coach of the year candidates, Mike Vrabel and Matt LaFleur. But I'm curious to see if anybody, given that we have such a strong contingent, vastly majority, the vast majority of you Titans fans, be curious to see if anybody is able to uh, give me a a real case for LaFleur. Because Dom O'Dell says uh, LaFleur did nothing special. Steven Snyder says, I have heard some radio hosts say Mike Tomlin because the injuries he had and got Pittsburgh in the playoffs. I say Mike Vrabel because he didn't need Vegas' help to get into the playoffs. Matt Stanley on Facebook Live says, I think expectations need to play into decision. LaFleur met preseason expectations. Vrabel exceeded his. And and I think that's an interesting I think that's an interesting point, Matt, because I would dis I would disagree. The the expect locally, Matt, I don't know if you're I don't know if you're local here in Nashville or if you're a Titans fan elsewhere. Um but the expectations when they put this roster together was, hey, Super Bowl, 1,000%. Going to Super Bowl. I've seen you get to an AFC title game. I've seen you uh, host a home playoff game and lose in the first round. I've seen you go on playoff runs. I've seen you make the postseason uh, now three, including this year, three of your first four seasons. It's really great stuff what they've accomplished. But uh, make no mistake about it, the expectations for the Titans, maybe not, maybe not elsewhere outside of Nashville, but here locally, expectation was Super Bowl. There's no, there's no, if, if they, listen to me, if they uh, get bounced for whatever reason in the first round, 
they deserve to get hammered. They deserve to get absolutely hammered. If they get to the AFC Championship game, if they host the AFC Championship game, and they get steamrolled, if they get blown out, they deserve to get hammered. The expectation for this football team is Super Bowl. Uh, do not do not downplay uh, do not downplay expectations after the fact. Both of these men are looked at with rosters that can compete for a Super Bowl with talent that is uh, capable of competing for a championship. So Matt Lafleur and Mike Vrabel, uh, expectations from my standpoint exactly the same. Randy Himberg on Facebook Live says Mike Vrabel. He had a hell of a year and turned it around and won the division. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I get it. But like Troy Anderson, Troy Anderson, and and listen, I'm not I'm not saying that not everybody is being realistic about this. I'm sure at points it felt like to just reach the playoffs would be an accomplishment. But um, Troy Anderson says at best, Super Bowl a bust. Uh, that's how I think. That's That was what you guys relayed to me about this season. Super Bowl or bust. And frankly, I agree. They need, well, here's what I'll say. If they make it to the AFC Championship game, then I think that I think that is a that is a job that is a job well done. Uh, but is this their best chance to get to a Super Bowl? Without question. This is the best equipped team. This is the best possible coaching staff that they could have given the circumstances. There is a million different ways that you can look at this and say, well, no, Super Bowl or bust. Do not do not um, do not downplay what the season expect what the preseason expectations were. And uh, Nika, forgive me if I'm mispronouncing your name, Nika. Nika says, "What's so great about Matt Lafleur?" Not trying to be a smartass. Really want to know the reasons. Well, that's good, Nika, because I'm going to make the case. But first, let me start with Mike Vrabel. Here's what I'll say about Mike Vrabel. Now, if I was one of the 50 people voting, I'm not. I don't have an MVP vote. I don't have a Coach of the Year vote. There's 50 people in NFL. Uh, in the NFL, in the world of the NFL, that have a uh, w- the ability to vote on one of these regular season awards. Now there are people like Peter King and Troy Aikman. There are people like Hub Arkush who just got in a bunch of trouble because he said he refused to vote, or previously he wrote an apology column since then, basically saying he wasn't going to vote for Aaron Rodgers for MVP, even though Aaron Rodgers is clearly and obviously the MVP because he disagreed with his uh, with his. Um, with his vaccination status, he disagreed with things like, you know, he basically just called him a jerk and said, I'm not going to vote for him because he's a bad guy, which is completely wrong. And by the way, Hub Arcus should have his point, uh, his vote taken from him. There's 50 people who get to vote on this thing. And so when these 50 people, uh, however they end up processing the information, Mike Vrabel, if I was one of the 50, I would vote for Mike. And listen, I am I am here locally. I've seen it every day. I've covered every day, every game, every week, every training camp, every preseason of Mike Vrabel's career as an NFL head coach, because this is his first NFL head coaching gig. Mike Vrabel deserves this because Mike Vrabel did it with 91 different players, an NFL record by a mile as far as players who dressed for the Titans this year because of the rash of injuries. Mike Vrabel did it without Derrick Henry for half the season, an MVP candidate. Mike Vrabel did it without Julio Jones for seven games and without A.J. Brown for six. Mike Vrabel did it in spectacular fashion, not just making the postseason for the third time in four years with three consecutive now postseason appearances to continue the streak of six consecutive winning seasons that Mike Malarkey got started here with John Robinson, 
All of that said, Mike Vrabel didn't just make the playoffs. He's the top spot. The Titans are the top spot in the AFC. So it's not just that they did it. They did it in a big way. They cleared, they controlled their own destiny. Destiny. They got the job done in a way that we all expected them to. And for once, it feels like in a very, very long time, the Titans lived up to those expectations. There is no disputing this at all. Mike Vrabel is the NFL's coach of the year, or should be. But when I read the Athletics case, when I read Shil Kapadia's case for Matt LaFleur, it was pretty interesting. But first, I want you to hear from Mike Vrabel. Because he, we asked him about this last night after the game was won in Houston, after they made it to 12 wins on the season, the top spot in the AFC and a first-round bye. Mike, and I, I, I don't know if, Re, if producer Reed has put this uh, exchange on the front end, Mike Vrabel thought that Teron Davenport was asking him first about the amount of Titans fans, the amount of you guys that showed up in Houston, because he really, really seemed to embrace it. But Teron then said, you know, the fans who travel – came with a Mike Vrabel Coach of the Year sign. And Mike's reaction to that was pretty telling. And also his answer is why he deserves to be Coach of the Year. Yeah, fantastic. Oh. Well, I mean, I think I think Ron Rivera said his best. Focus on things that are important and not that are interesting. And that's, uh, that's probably interesting. Important is trying to get this team ready and find 48 guys each week that um, believe in the same things that we do. Uh, and then help us win. So I, I do want you to mention the fans. I thought that that's where we were going, but uh, just appreciate them coming down here. Uh, wish we could have get them a better third quarter, but it was great to come out of that tunnel early this morning uh, and see people there and, and, and be excited. So that's Mike Vrabel saying, you know, because Mike wanted to talk about the fans and not talk about the coach of the year. And the idea that it's, you know, important versus interesting this is more interesting than it is important Mike you know if he wins it I'm sure uh, I'm sure that he would be grateful that he was voted that but right now Mike Rebel didn't give a damn right he's just focused on trying to make sure that he get his football team healthy to prepare to play whomever they're going to host in the divisional round but when I was reading the athletic today you know I thought the case a good case was made for Matt LaFleur. Now, I'll tell you on the front end, if I was one of the 50 voters, my vote would be for Mike Vrabel. I think that's objective. I think that's unbiased, even though, of course, I'm based here locally. I work and live in Nashville, and I cover the Tennessee Titans every day. What I'll tell you about this situation for Matt LaFleur is that there is a good case for Matt LaFleur, even though people are holding uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, against him, which I'll explain here in just a second, right after I tell you about our friends at uh, DraftKings Sportsbook. Promo code A to Z Sports gets you in on all the action. Like, for example, as we sit here about 20, let's say 20 minutes from kickoff between Alabama and Georgia in the national title game, new customers can bet just 5 bucks on any football team, college or pro, so you can still get your bets in on Alabama plus three. I think it's ridiculous that Alabama is getting points in this game, but you know, whatever Vegas thinks it knows. I mean, Vegas does typically know more than the rest of us, but to to give Nick Saban points in this spot, I think is just asinine. Anyway, if you're a new customer, you can bet five bucks on Alabama plus three. And if they win, 
you win $200 in free bets. So let's wind down the season with a big win. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on football with same-game parlays, which allow you to combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use promo code W, excuse me, use promo code A to Z Sports, bet just $5 on any football team, college or pro, and win $200 in free bets if they're victorious. That's code A to Z Sports this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee to bet. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help. Call or text the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. So, I think that the NFL Coach of the Year is Mike Vrabel. But when I read Shield Kapadia today and asking you guys as well, who do you believe is the NFL Coach of the Year, I think that Matt LaFleur does deserve legitimate consideration. Um, Dom Odell says maybe you can't take anything away from LaFleur or Taylor, but geez, uh, geez, who has done more with less than Vrabel and fair, right? Because it's been a ridiculous year as far as injury is concerned, Been an absolutely outrageous situation that the Titans and the coaching staff and the roster itself, all of the different players, 91 different players have had to overcome. Of course, it's completely and totally reasonable to say Mike deserves the award. And I'm with you on that, but here's the case for Matt LaFleur from Shield Kapati. Again, the athletics does such great work, and I always appreciate them. In fact, I need to try and get Shield Kapadia on the radio show at some point. So here's here's the blurb. And I won't read the whole thing, but there's some good info in here. This is how Shield starts it. Sometimes being a great coach means helping lesser talented players find a role that plays to their strengths and hides their weaknesses. Mike Vrabel, right? Other times it means helping supremely talented players find their ceilings. It sure feels like LaFleur has done a great job of the latter. He doesn't often get credit because he's coaching Aaron Rodgers. But what evidence do we have that coaching Rodgers is easy? Which is a great point, right? Rodgers did not have a great stretch by his standards from 2015 to 2018. Even in LaFleur's first year in 2019, there were some growing pains. But look at the last two seasons. Rodgers in line is in line to win back-to-back NFL MVP awards. LaFleur deserves credit for implementing a scheme that maximizes Rodgers' many strengths. But maybe more importantly, he deserves credit for finding a balance between what he thinks is best and what Rodgers thinks is best. That's a difficult needle to thread, especially when you're a young coach working with an established superstar. Packers won 13 games for a third year in a row and are the number one seed in the NFC. LaFleur is a ridiculous 39-10 and 10 in three seasons in Green Bay. Now, that's where Shield loses me, okay? Because this is not a three-season award. This is a this-year award. And while I will not dispute that Aaron Rodgers is incredibly impressive and that Matt LaFleur has found ways to maximize him as a player, I, I, you, can't, you can't tell me coach of the year and then cite his record in the last three, even if it does support his case. I think that there's a lot of good points made in that until we get to the point where you give me his record over three seasons because I'm not worried about three seasons. I'm worried about 2021, and in 2021, no one has done more with less than Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel should be the NFL Coach of the Year, and frankly, um, you could, you know, LaFleur... I, I don't know how it's going to go. I really don't. 
Um, I think Lafleur could could probably win it, and that would not shock me. I think it would be a real shame for Mike Vrabel to miss out on a job so far really well done. Now, of course, the job for either of these men is not done, and it's possible that they could play in the Super Bowl against one another, and that would be truly interesting. Of course, the NFL awards are given out the day before the Super Bowl because they are not postseason awards. They are regular season awards. All of that being said, I appreciate Shields' perspective. I understand what he's saying. I also think it's ridiculous to give me a three-year record when instead of looking at just the one, because just the one is what we're talking about right now. Let's get to this Black Monday topic, though, because the NFL firings were fast and furious today, and then we'll get you out of here with some national championship stuff. Of course, we are uh, about probably 15 minutes away, uh, 15 minutes away from, uh, from this game kicking off. Tig says bad sales job award goes to the primetime shows. Buck Rising, what does that mean? What is bad sales job award? What is the bad? Are you you have to you have to give me something more specific than just what is bad sales job award? What am I trying to sell you, uh, Tig? You have to be more specific with me. I have no idea what you're talking about in that regard. Um, They're going to give it to Lafleur Lafleur because he is Rogers. Well, that's not that's not very nice. Eric. Because I don't believe it to be so. I think that Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur have found a symbiotic relationship. I don't think, I don't think that that's beyond the realm of possibility in the uh, in the world of the NFL. Um, I think that you have to find ways to work with your star players. And somebody, uh, somebody, I mean, Mike McCarthy couldn't do it. Aaron Rodgers is a very, very difficult person to work with, and yet Matt LaFleur has done it and maximized the abilities of the quarterback. I think that is a great point in that regard. Oh, my, uh, I just saw that my my battery pack. Sorry, it appears that my battery died, so I'll unplug my uh, mic pack, and luckily I think I have spare batteries sitting in here in my desk, so we'll do a, a quick NASCAR oil change. Apologies uh, for this quick disruption, but you know, I can multitask and we can continue this conversation. So with all that being said, um, you know, somebody is going to have to explain to me the the bad sales job thing. I don't necessarily understand what that means. Uh, Bad sales job. It was this morning on eight. Oh, is that, that's a segment that, that Austin and Zach do in the morning. I think that is uh, okay. So that's, so with you, my bad sales job is trying to sell you Matt LaFleur. I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, so yeah, maybe not the best sales job, but I do think that there is uh, some legitimacy to the idea that you can be a coach of the year if you maximize the star player outside of just making, uh, doing the the best with the uh, under the most difficult circumstances, as Mike Vrabel has done this year. Sorry if it looks like I'm fidgeting. I'm trying to stick this battery in. Uh, with one hand and and make sure that I can put this thing back together. I don't know if this is going to work or not. Let's see. Stay with me. Hang on. Did it work? Can you hear me? Does my microphone sound good? Okay, beautiful. It looks like everything is uh, is functioning at a high level. We love to see it um, here on A to Z Sports Prime Time. So with all that being said, let's move on and let's talk about Black Monday. Um, you know, I tell you, Mike Vrabel is is the coach of the year. Matt LaFleur is not a bad secondary option, but I do still think 
that the uh, that the situation <laughs> cram it up your cram hole Lafleur says Alex Blaine Mans. Well, you know, I'm not mad at Matt Lafleur about it. I just think that the situation for Mike Vrabel is the uh, is the better candidacy this year. Okay, let's talk about Black Monday because there was firings all over the place in the NFL, and we need to discuss the question that I want to ask you is this in the comments on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. What was the most surprising NFL firing? Now, we can keep it to coaches since I don't know how many people know, you know, uh, general managers across the league. Like, I don't know how many people would tell you or how many people in here would be able to name Rick Spielman, who was the fire general manager of the uh, of the Minnesota Vikings. I don't know how many people would know Ryan Pace as opposed to Matt Nagy and Mike Zimmer and uh, – and everybody else. There is a there's a lot of different ways that you could look at this, but what was the most surprising NFL firing on this Black Monday? Let's talk about it together in the comments on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We will uh we will do that here in just a second, right after I tell you about the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address without the stress. It's where you go for the best intel. In Middle Tennessee, GaryAshton.com is the best because they will give you the Intel edge. You don't want to waste your time looking at all the same properties that everybody else is looking at with all of the same information that every other real estate agency uses. It's just not worth your time. You want to maximize your efficiency. You want to maximize your value when you're investing in a new home or if you're trying to maximize your value. In this seller's market, you can do so with the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at GaryAshton.com. What was the most surprising NFL firing on this Black Monday? So to kind of run through who all got fired today, we will uh, we will do that together. And this is courtesy of the Sporting News. They've been keeping basically a, a, a tracker on all of the different people who were fired today. So let's go through the list. These are the coaches that were fired. Brian Flores of the Miami Dolphins, Matt Nagy from the Bears, Mike Zimmer of the Vikings, Vic Fangio from the Broncos, and of course, Urban Meyer, and J- Urban Meyer was fired in the season, and John Gruden resigned during the season. So that's one, two, three coaches fired today. Vic Fangio was fired, um, I'm pretty sure, on Sunday. And then Urban Meyer in week 13, John Gruden resigned earlier in the year amid disgrace. So there were also a bunch of uh, there were also a bunch of a uh, of general managers, uh, Ryan Pace and, and Rick Spielman of the Vikings were let go. Um, I saw that the uh, Chris Greer, the, the general manager who traded Ryan Tannehill for a fourth round pick to the Tennessee Titans. Thank you very much, Chris Greer, if you're a Titans fan. Um, he retained his job, which I thought that that was he was far more of the. Uh, definitely the the better candidate to fire given that Tua uh, over Herbert is a ridiculous thing in retrospect. Their roster, defensively it's good, but offensively they have done a piss poor job drafting. And, and I thought that Brian Flores had done a spectacular job to get them to two winning seasons back-to-back with a quarterback who's not very good and uh, certainly not with an offensive line that's any good and with skill position players that aren't very good. Just a general offense that is not terribly worth the damn. And by the way, with all of that said, he's a he's 4 and 2 against Bill Belichick, which is as good as you could uh as, as good as you could possibly hope for. Um Jackie Holbert says 
but expectations were high in Miami. Yeah, but okay. When, when those expectations go away, like what are you, who are you going to hire? That's better than Brian Flores. That's, that's the thing. Like for who uh, Jim Harbaugh, that sounds like a terrible idea that, that Jim Harbaugh is, is a faint. He's a celebrity. Didn't we? And urban Meyer is different because urban Meyer is just a genuinely bad person who seems to have practices in uh, either college or pro coaching that were uh, less than questionable. They were, just uh, frankly, um, some of it despicable, allegedly. Jim Harbaugh is not that, but Jim Harbaugh is not somebody who uh, has shown me in college, in the world of college football that he deserves to be back in the NFL. I don't understand the logic behind that. The Giants keeping Joe Judge was the most surprising, says Mark Jones. Yeah, but they made that decision earlier in the year, and that, to me, doesn't make any sense. Steven uh, Sheridan says he's going to Las Vegas. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly would keep Rick Bisaccia. They made the playoffs. That With all the shit that the Raiders have gone through, that dude deserves to keep his job, quite frankly. Because, uh, you know, Will Compton is obviously on the Raiders. I talk to Will from time to time. He loves Rick Bisaccia. The players love Rick Bisaccia. David Culley is still currently the head coach of the Houston Texans, but it sounds like his job may not be secure. So with all that being said, who most surprised you? The, the the correct answer is Brian Flores because that dude did so much with so little. Yeah, my understanding in Miami, this really, Kay, has been boiling for the last, I would say, more than a month. Certainly frustration and tension between general manager Chris Greer and coach Brian Flores. And you look at some of the personnel moves that the Miami Dolphins have made and have not made. Certainly the frustration is understandable. Several first-round picks have not panned out and did seem like as far as coach Brian Flores is concerned, there certainly could be things that may be done better. And and this was always going to be one way or the other. It was going to be Flores or is going to be general manager Chris Greer, obviously a big-time surprise that it is Brian Flores that ends up being out. Uh, now the Miami Dolphins are looking for a new head coach. We cannot ignore the fact that Jim Harbaugh is potentially maybe interested in going to the NFL, and Stephen Ross is a huge Michigan guy. Obviously, we will be keeping our eye on that. And then the other big thing here, Brian Flores was a big reason why Deshaun Watson wanted to be in Miami with Flores out. Is that still the case has that changed? Is it much more wide open in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes, which will be coming in March? A lot of questions going forward now. So that's the in Rappaport. Tension between the general manager and the head coach. General manager won out. It's it's a crap situation, to be honest with you. Um, but let's wrap things up quickly because the national championship game is getting ready to get started. And I want to get you guys out of here in time to enjoy that it's an entirety because it's probably going to be better in the first half than it is in the second. But regardless, uh, Flores firing, surprising. Joe Judge staying, even more surprising. Um, I'm sh- I, I don't feel like the NFL is quite done on this Black Monday. All right, let's wrap things up with who you got, who you who you picking tonight, who who'd you bet on, who you picking, what is your belief of who will win the national title game? Alabama, the Crimson Tide, the number one team in the country, or the Georgia Bulldogs at number two? Let me know in the comments section, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We'll talk about it together briefly on A to Z Sports Primetime right after I wrap up or right after I tell you about our friends at Brymac Mechanical. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. Three locations in Middle Tennessee and in Kentucky. 
to guarantee your satisfaction on your HVAC needs. They will make sure that you are in your comfort zone, whether it's commercially, whether it's residentially. Brymac has you covered. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac Mechanical. So, who you got tonight? And we'll make this quick because the game is getting ready to kick off. Uh, Nick Saban is coming out. He's, he's waving them out onto the field. The team is hyped, and they're ready to go. So we'll make our picks now. Derek R. says Bama gross. Eddie Cardona's going Bama. Mark Jones says go Vols. Yeah, that's a tough one for Tennessee fans. I don't know who you hate. That's probably the better question as a Vols fan. Who do you hate more, Tennessee or uh, Alabama or Georgia? Uh, no shot I'd not take Alabama. Says Cammy Grizz Games on Twitch. Uh, for Robin Allen, I am a banana. I assume that means an Alabama fan as opposed to a banana fan, but it's going to be hard to beat Georgia twice. Uh, we disagree because I'll wrap up with this and then we'll get you out of here for the night. The fact that Nick Saban is again an underdog is as dumb a thing as anything has ever existed. It is Alabama tonight, and I bet it's Alabama by double digits. Georgia booking that revenge tour matchup with Alabama in Indy. All SEC, but the best team will win. The best team, as always, is Alabama. I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say roll tide because all the Vols fans would lose their minds. And I'm not an Alabama fan. I just, you know, I'm bet Nick Saban and Tom Brady. I'm betting on them until the end of time. And as long as Nick Saban's on the sideline, I'm taking Nick Saban and the Crimson Tide or whomever he's coaching for. Uh, if there is another stop after this one. Enjoy the national championship game. We'll talk about it tomorrow on the radio show with Chris Doring of the SEC Network. See you guys tomorrow on the radio, 10 a.m. or uh, on primetime. Tomorrow night at 8 p.m., our regularly scheduled time.